You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 53, Daddy Issues. Wow. And welcome to episode 53 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am been caught snoozing, lad. <laughs> I made the mistake of uh, of dozing off after uh, after Thanksgiving dinner tonight, and um, my lovely wife got a hold of my phone and managed to post a picture of me sleeping uh, on the Facebook. So, <laughs> mental note, lock phone, come up with passcode. Yeah. <laughs> passcode is you. one... Two, three, four, five. <laughs> I told you no good would come with them Facebooks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all trouble. And I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am Hall Kid because I finished painting my hall today. Yay. Mm. <laughs> That's a spectacular cool. Sunday, sir. It was a spectacular Sunday. I'm high on fumes, so God knows what's going to pop out of my Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, y'all better watch out. <laughs> I sense there's going to be some editing. <laughs> and I have been drinking. Yes, I oh. have. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm Matt Kramer, and tonight I am Vrykos, because I've been watching so many uh, Dracula movies this weekend, it's insane. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I got the uh, uh, the four pack of Hammer Dracula films mm. from Target, and oh, uh, they're just awesome. Well, at least two of them are. Tar- Target, that fine French boutique. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love Target. Are those the ones with Christopher Lee as Dracula? Yep. Yep. Awesome. He, he's in all. He's in all four on the set, and Peter Cushing's in in two of them, and <laughs> one of them had. All of them have at least someone you've heard of before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the horror of Dracula has uh, Christopher Lee, P- Peter Cushing, and it also stars Michael Go, who is also known oh. as Alfred oh, in yeah. the Michael Keaton Batman movies. Nice. <laughs> One of them. Did they have has... Carrie Fisher in there complaining about the smell of Peter Cushing? Because I did Star Wars. No, no. Oh, and okay. Another one has uh, Peter. Sal- Peter Salas, who is the voice of Wallace and Wallace and Gromit. Wow. <laughs> and of course, the best one is, is Dracula in 1972, which is Dracula in the 70s. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Nothing beats so Dracula with bell bottoms. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. <laughs> Can I go now? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am Scott Coles, and tonight I am, geez, I don't know, tryptophan kid, I guess. <laughs> I had my uh, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, all. And, uh, oh, yeah. Happy the Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Turkey and stuffings and stuffings and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> beer and scotch and, uh, you know. So if Scott and I both end up dozing off during this episode, you'll understand. It's going to be a short one. Mm. Short, violent. Oh. 
I love Canadian boys when they're slightly unconscious. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, my. Although, who can tell? Oh, sorry. Oh, snap. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> devil. Devil. Oh. That's a fair cop in my case. So, uh... <laughs> Absolutely. So, um... We're coming up to uh, coming up to a big story here. Daddy issues, indeed. Yeah, lots of daddy issues. Do we do we have any news to cover? I don't think we do because it's uh, there's like nothing coming out I of Baltimore. Legion Front Newsarama has posted a preview of Adventure Three, but it is mostly the Connor story. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. So, yes, I did see that one. That's right. Yeah, because this is this is the Tim Drake issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And of course, Sun Boy and Polar Boy. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and um, I, I'm I'm interested to see what where where this is going. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of this sort of this sort of the general talk about uh, about where Levitz is going to go. And as they said, you know, he's and basically it comes down to this is what any good writer is going to do. He's going to take the stuff that he likes of what's been set up and and run with it. And for the stuff he doesn't like, he's going to leave it alone and come up with something different. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to, so it's still, you know, we're still a while, a while away from that, from what Francis was telling us the other week and, uh, and from what's been coming out of, uh, out of the DC camp. But, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I don't think we have to worry about, you know, if there's something that he really likes, let's face it, Levitz has always been good for grabbing onto the stuff that he liked from past runs, you know, even if they were just the one that just ended, um, and, and running with them. So, very it'll, it'll seem like a while, but it won't be long. <laughs> <laughs> as, as our time is measured, it won't be. <laughs> indeed, indeed. In 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 What's the scheme up of with three? all the zombies, Jesus Christ! I can't open a comic book without seeing someone, you know, looking all creepy and stuff. Halloween, dude. Oh, yeah. was that what it is? October? I thought it was Blackest Night. Okay. There's yes. always that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, zombies <laughs> sell books, man. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You <laughs> see, please do not publish a Halloween special this year. I think you've got it covered. It's it, yeah, but it is coming out. I think. Uh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no! I did. I did see it on the order form. So. Uh. Well, you want you want something for the people who aren't reading Blackest Night. There are a few of us. The devil, you say? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, hmm. and and I think that. Um, you know, it tends to uh, it tends to have sort of the more sort of irreverent uh, Halloween type stories. So I know they've also got like a, ho- a holiday special planned as well. So, yeah, hopefully Lobo <laughs> will kill Santa Claus again. Oh, God, that was great. <laughs> it never gets old. No, it doesn't. It's comedy gold right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. So shall we uh, <laughs> shall we get into the story? I guess. Uh, oh, oh, Scott. This one's got everything. It's got a rogue legionnaire. It means that you'll yes. be doing some more drinking. Sweet. It's got a rogue legionnaire. By, and it's I got can be our last. Too. Yeah, it's, it's also got our last <laughs> honorary legionnaire, although he's not official at the end of this. That's right. Uh, That's he right. Does, does he even have a name? <laughs> I don't. No, if he did, actually, I, yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out in a minute. I haven't, I haven't done right. a story in a while, so, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll start off with this one. Um, so this is from Adventure Comics three forty nine, which came out in October of nineteen sixty six. Dang, that's uh, old. Exactly, and it's got, it's got mm. a cover by Kurt Swan and George Klein. 
Go figure. Um, and of course, <laughs> Writer and Layouts by Jim Shooter. And the interior art is also Swan and Klein. And it looks like that lineup actually continues for a while. Um, and that and that's interesting because we've seen everybody else inking uh, inking Swan, but it's 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 kind of you know like a lot of a lot of Sheldon Mayer recently and that and that sort of thing. But it looks like it's he and John Klein for a good chunk of this run, and um, at least the stuff that's in the uh, that's in the adventure issues. <clears throat> so um, on the cover we have an evil villain and it says uh, featuring universal the unwanted as the rogue legionnaire oh, oh. <laughs> hmm. so sad no he's wonder so... he's so angry <laughs> uh, so he says you will let me join the legion you have no choice say it legionnaires and superboy says we accept you universal you are now one of us one of us. One of us. How do they know he's not evil right away? I mean, he's bald. He has a monocle and a goatee. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. And, yeah, exactly. And he's wearing purple and green, which are pretty much the universal villain code uh, colors. So. And, and on the cover, it doesn't look like he's wearing any shoes. <laughs> he's, shoes he's, for suckers. Hey, maybe he's wearing like the, those old Iron Fist booties. Uh, <laughs> yay for booties <laughs> alright so we start off and um, on, the, on the splash page we got the roll call Brainiac 5, Chameleon Boy, Colossal Boy Saturn Girl, Shrinking Violet and Superboy and says the Legionnaires search the centuries in a hunt for their arch foe Universo, the rogue Legionnaire he's their arch foe already mm-hmm. <laughs> well they Dang. need one that's exactly. Good. So we get this kind of we get this panel kind of split up by the rays from uh, from Universo's little eye symbol or eye amulet, and uh, we see Brainiac Doctor Strange, didn't he? Yes, exactly. It it's looks the other very. One. It's a match set. <laughs> it's, uh. it's, it's the other eye of Agamotto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we got Brainiac Five on uh, tied to a gong in old China as a, as a menacing guy with a big sword stands in front of him. Um, <laughs> I had a flashback. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, Colossal Boy in medieval England as the uh, as the knights are shooting arrows at him, and um, shrink, Shrinking Violet running through the pyramids of Egypt as uh, as an Egyptian assassin follows her with a dagger. Um, Saturn Girl in Napoleonic France facing a firing squad, and Chameleon Boy in ancient Peru about to be thrown into a volcano. In the middle of all this is Universo saying, I'm in one of these time periods, Legionnaires. Find me. So, starts off in the uh, the 30th century at the annual Metropolis Student Science Fair. So they're at the uh, the Metropolis Student Science Fair, and uh, looking at the exhibits, one of them is... A digital computer. It looks like it, you know, and it reminds me of uh, of in in the movie um, Apollo thirteen, where they talk about how one day we'll have a computer that fits in a single room. <laughs> and um, and and this one certainly does fit in a single room. So it only took until the thirtieth century, um, and it looks like it's got a school bell on it instead of the traditional reel to reels that we that we're used to seeing in this age. Personally, um, I, I can't wait for that to happen because, I mean, I, I hate having this extra room in my house just for this computer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so Shrinking Violet says, look at these exhibits. It's hard to believe students built these. And and basically, it turns out that the mayor has appointed the Legionnaires judges. 
Brainiac 5 uh, calls them over, says, hey, gang, look at this one. And it's a moving scale model of the asteroid belt. And uh, so, so they're you know, taking a look at all the different exhibits. Well, Superboy sees one that actually he finds really interesting. One of the students has this thing. It's a, he calls it a collapsible time cube. It can transport matter through the fourth dimension to the past or the future. Look what happens to this statue. And it vanishes. And then he shows them on the time monitor, and the statue appears in the dinosaur age. You know what? He could do that. Just yeah, that 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 could be just a videotape that he's running. I mean, come on. Am I supposed to really believe that this is a time viewer? Come on. It's all TiVo. It's all TiVo. Exactly. It's just a backdrop. So it says Superboy's using his time vision to make sure that it's correct. Oh, there you go. There you go. And uh, so so Saturn Girl says you deserve first prize. Way to play the cards close to the vest, Imra. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to confer with the legionnaires before blowing it there, you ice queen. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I Screw all you other should... kids. This guy's the winner. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they should be putting statues in the past, though. I've, I've seen that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> exactly. That episode of Lost, too. <laughs> no, no, no good comes of this. Yeah, um, statues stay where they are made. Okay, people. <laughs> it turns out one of the dinosaurs choked on it, and then uh, then he died and decomposed, and that killed all the rest of them. Way to kill the dinosaurs, kid. <laughs> well, that was going to happen anyways, right? <laughs> well, it was now. Uh, wait. See? Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> mm. So the vote is unanimous, but as the award is being presented, um, Brainiac 5's alarm on his belt uh, goes off. <laughs> it's a vibrating belt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, I do believe I am sensing something in the crotchetal region. Ooh. So he says that eagerly. So super supervision. Yes, yeah, so well that's what happens. Superboy says it means someone's trying to break into the clubhouse and my telescopic vision confirms it. Mm-hmm. So this is as they're putting the blue ribbon on the time cu- on the time cube, and so all the photographers come around snapping some pictures of the time cube, and uh, the mayor says, <laughs> and you know he's the mayor because he has a big sash that says mayor, <laughs> mayor, uh, mayor. I have one of those too. Yeah. I, I love how the the one photographer looks like he's taking a picture with a viewfinder or a viewmaster. A viewmaster, exactly. I want a viewmaster for Christmas <laughs> in the worst way. I miss those. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I still have one with the with the Muppet movie. Nice. Aww. Mine has Shazam. Oh, I love that Uh-oh. Shazam one. That... Not, not not the pedophile Shazam. <laughs> no, and it's the awesome it, RV. It, it's oh. the one with um. It, is it the one where uh, where they have the whole thing with Uncle Dudley? How he tricks Black Adam into saying, yep. "Yeah, yep. I love that. Oh. Love that." <laughs> it's an actual comic, then. Okay. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a great story. Uh, that, you know, that TV the... show is a little. Hmm. He, he talks about, you know, the old wizard, you know, Ham Shaz or Sham Saz. Oh, you idiot. You mean Shazam. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Uncle Dudley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, the, everyone seems they pretty. Take off. The, yeah, the mayor seems off. pretty impressed. He take says, I, I'm sure the news media will take want off. pictures of you as well as the time cube. And he says, I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, but we have to return to the clubhouse right now. No pictures. Yeah, no pictures. No time for this. Um, and uh, so they go They go flying uh, over to the clubhouse, and sure enough, there is an intruder trying to break in. And he says, it's locked. If I can get in, I, if I can get in by no other means, I'll use this. And he pulls out, looks like some sort of laser pistol, and burns Excuse through the door. Excuse me while I whip this out. Hey, now. And... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, there needs to be like a zipping sound, a zipper sound effect there, I think. <laughs> Zip thud. <laughs> <clears throat> so so he comes through the door and says, next time, try knocking. Don't you have any manners? Um, He was just knocking. <laughs> very loudly. Two panels before. He was totally knocking. <clears throat> anyway, they say, next time, try knocking. Don't you have any manners? And he says, what? The what? Legion? But I saw you leave. We came in by a back entrance just to welcome you. Well, we've it's seen the clubhouse, folks. It, <laughs> we've seen the clubhouse. It ain't that big, you know? <laughs> all, all of them come flying in, and it's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> perhaps they could have saved themselves a door, is all I'm saying. <laughs> poor Fortress Lad. Uh, poor Fortress Lad gets, you know, a, a perforated uh, stomach just so Universal can come in. Stomach if he's lucky. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. It is by the door. Um, he says, and so basically uh, Universal says, you know, I saw you guys leave. And and so then he says, this changes my plans. I intended to, see a le- to steal a Legion time bubble, but now I have a better idea. And he says that I am Universal and I want to join the Legion. And Colossal Boy rightly points out that he has an unorthodox way of of applying for membership. And then Superboy, yeah, he says, you're too old. <laughs> ageism, ageism. Eat Membis- Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. He says, and besides, we're not recruiting housebreakers these days. And he says, but at least let me demonstrate my power. The power of super hypnosis. And uh, he says, quick, guard your eyes, Legionnaires. Saturn girl, use your super telepathy to conquer him. But she can't because she's falling under his spell. That's right. He says, you accept me, Legionnaires. Say it. I am one of you. And they say, we accept you. You are one of us. One of us. One of us. Yeah, exactly. So even and even Superboy is uh, is hypnotized, but um, but Brainiac Five is fighting it because he's smart. He's got that. He's the man. Exactly. In in color, this uh, panel with Brainiac Five is really cool. Yeah, it is. Thank you. (laughs) It It is. It's it's like Universal's power is like white and green and yeah, all kinds of funky. No, very cool. So uh, rub it in some more, why don't you? Yeah. Bastards. <clears throat> he says, so his power is diffused over six of us. I must fight it and win. So he manages to, and he's, and so he lunges at, uh, at, at Universo, who realizes you are not hypnotized. And he says, thanks for telling me. I'd never have guessed. Ah, <laughs> little sarcasm from Brainy. Good job, states the obvious lad. <laughs> <laughs> So um, <clears throat> anyway, but but he, he uh, Universal orders Superboy to stop him. So he switches on his force shield. Not even Superboy can lay a finger on him. It's so, a good thing the Legionnaires put that nice uh, convenient arrow pointing to the arsenal in their uh, <laughs> yeah. Their well, you know they get lost inside. Didn't they so learn who can walk in and just uh, oh there they go. There's didn't the they learn from the whole Nemesis Kid debacle? I don't know. No. Of course no. they didn't. Because <laughs> no, they didn't. It's just that simple. Exactly. So, so Universal goes in there, manages to smash the, one of the time bubbles, and gets into the into the other one. And says, "I've made sure you can't follow me." Gosh, what are they going to do? If only if only they knew where there was another time travel device. Wait a minute! <laughs> didn't we go to a science fair? Why? That's just crazy <laughs> enough to work. But first, we need to raise money. Let's put on a show. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> and uh, save the school. <laughs> but I digress. Orphans, orphans. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, Universal takes off in the time bubble. And um, they, they, come in, they come running in and say, last thing we remember, or, remember is Universal hypnotizing us. And he says he escaped in one time bubble and destroyed the other. And they say, well, that's okay, because Superboy can build another at super speed, and we can, tra- we can trail Universal through time. But no, Superboy is still zonked. Although everybody else woke up the, um, when uh, when Universal fled, Superboy's still in trance. Oh dear! Yep, he must have ha- given him a post hypnotic suggestion. We can't revive him. Superman or Universal must have used kryptonite dust in that hypnotic eye of his. I oh, call no, not bullshit. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sizzling. Stop selling that stuff at Kmart. Exactly. Seriously. And he says, sizzling satellites. Now what will we do? And, and they, well, can't we build another time bubble? And he says that it would take weeks. And even no, if we, we are too stupid. And even if we had one, I, we have no idea where in the past or future Universal may be. Yeah, they, they really sped up the process of building a time bubble in the because it wasn't in. Wasn't it Final Crisis where he said it would take about five minutes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was... Uh, I, think, that, I think that was the Action Comics thing. Okay, the Action says, Comics. You know, the, the one that you arrived in was blown apart by the science police in a million pieces. It'll take me about five minutes to put it back together. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. So, uh, Professor Huxton of the Chrono Research Lab uh, contacts them through the monitor screen, and he says that their monitor devices picked up some time travel activity, and we weren't aware of any scheduled trips. So it seems, and he says, we were wondering if you Legionnaires had used your time bubbles. So clearly they're really trying to sort of keep an eye on on what kind of time travel goes on. And that's a good idea. Time bubbles. Doesn't the uh, professor there look like a little bit like Richard Nixon? Totally. Totally. <laughs> um, so he says, no. Nope. trust that guy. <laughs> well, and we'll get to that. He says, and, and it'll explain so much. Uh, he says, no, Professor, we haven't. But tell me, can you pinpoint the time era where the activity continued? And he picks five areas of disturbance, of course. And that's Peru in 1300, China 1280, England in 693, France in 1812, and Egypt in 1243 B.C. I wonder what Jim had just been studying in school. Siri, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so that's great. He says, uh, Brainy, thanks the, uh, thanks Professor Huxton. Says, thank you. You've been a great help. And he says, quite all right. I'm always glad to be of service. And as he hangs Click. up, he thinks to my master, that is Universo. See, oh, you can't trust no. this guy because cle- clearly, guy. just looking at him, he's over thirty, and you can't trust anyone over thirty. Um, <laughs> so he says meanwhile it's going to be anyone over 40 for us so that's yeah. right that's right uh, <laughs> I don't trust any of them um, so back at Legion headquarters we've got the Legionnaires running down the hall saying now we've got something to work on I know where we can borrow a time machine at the science fair so they get to the science fair in, in mere minutes <laughs> yep and uh, and they, they find the kid and um the uh, the still unnamed kid, and um, and so we'll just keep the an brown eyes. nose who apparently never goes home. Indeed, yes, exactly. Um, wasn't the science fair like over ages ago? Anyway, so he says uh, we need your time cube for an urgent mission. Is it operative? And he says yes. I'll expand it to full size. Now that is Hello. convenient. Hello, yes. <laughs> just <Boy>. that easy. <laughs> 
He says, thanks, now would you mind explaining his operation? And so he basically explains it. And, and now, everybody, take some notes because this is how you can travel through time. Um, it works on the same principle as the time bubbles, that is, gamma vibral radiation, faster than the of speed course. of light, which cracks the time barrier. It's that simple. Oh, yeah. But it turns out the, that the cube differs uh, from from the uh, from the time bubbles in that the device it's in in that the time bubbles the device itself goes through time, whereas this one merely projects the contents. For the objects to be returned to our era, they must be in the same spot at which they arrived. Also, the maximum time a person can remain in the past or future is twenty four hours. If so he's not made sure. He sent that statue back there. He knew it was going to come back. So well, there you, there you go. And, and if he's not at the appointed spot, then he will be stranded in that time period. Oh, no. Yes. So, so, so this is an object capable of moving solid matter through space and perhaps even time itself? Indeed. Indeed. Perhaps. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. All it needs to do is go to 88 gigawatts, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> it, it kind of it kind of looks a little bit like the flux capacitor. Um, just bigger. It's 1.21 well, gigawatts. Well, give me a sonic screw, screwdriver. I'm sure I can fix it once we slingshot around the, the uh, moon or something. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Well, that, that's that's right, Scott. You're right. It, it's one. It's 1. 21 gigawatts. Yeah, exactly. But, but 88 it's 88 miles per hour. miles an hour. Yeah. Sorry. I was mixing my uh, time metaphors. Where, uh, what would have happened? Where, where great, would they have gone Scott. then? That's a, that's an awful lot of gigawatts. Um, <laughs> you the work well. Bill and Holly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, hey, speaking of which, Matt, remember to catch us with any of the ads that come up, okay? <laughs> okay. So far, yeah. We we've only had one ad so far, and that's on the inside cover, and that is for for the first time on the motion picture screen in color. Adam West as Batman and Burt Ward as Robin. Oh, there you go. Ooh, the movie. Oh, that's the right. Movie with the bat shark repellent spray. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. No, <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> oh, but in retrospect, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, seriously, awesome. Seriously, I, I love that stuff. I, in all deference like to Lee Merriweather, I would have rather have had Julie Newmar as my Catwoman. Well, but, okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah. I just love where Batman is telling Robin, no, Robin, even though they are drinkers, they're still human beings. We can't, we can't blow them up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Batman. Uh, we, we, got, oh, we got some awesome ads coming up in a few pages, though, so I'll be sure Excellent. to Excellent. let you know the 19th. The Saturday morning TV lineup. I can't wait. <laughs> For CBS in what year is this? 66? 66. 66. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. So um, here's here's something that's interesting. Brainiac 5 says, we, you know, hey, we understand that that, you know, we, we understand the whole thing about the 24 hours. That's great. Um, and so he's like, ladies first. <laughs> we, we understand that this is a lot more dangerous Hey Violet, you go first. <laughs> and she doesn't look very worried. No, and but remember, oh. it used to always be like, "You're just a girl. You can't do this." Now it's like, <laughs> "You go first, ladies." There we go. So, so uh, Violet uh, says she's ready, and away she goes. And we <laughs> see the rest of them all sort of spinning through time as they go across the infinite void of time in search of Universal. 
So uh, Chameleon Boy appears in Peru in the year 1300. And we know this because he says, I'm here, Peru in the year 1300. (laughs) He's uh, on a high mountain ledge overlooking the city of Cusco, which was basically a place where they could buy um, in ancient Egypt, where they could go and buy really big canned foods. And um, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it is the capital of the Incas, in fact. The Incas were all about household goods at great prices. <laughs> so he looks, and there's this caravan going along the uh, the ledge, and he sees someone uh, pushing a boulder down on the caravan. So Chameleon Boy figures out how to stop this. He transforms himself into a giant lens and focuses the sunlight through the lens and vaporizes the boulder. Ah! Yeah. Wow. That that's a pretty powerful lens. That is science, indeed you know? a power. Yeah, yeah. He lays a little science on him, and uh, yeah, so they just see his silhouette out. against the sun. And this is, this is kind of a cool looking panel, I think. And he says they're pointing at me, calling me Inca or Sun God. They think I'm their deity. Maybe I'd better not disappoint them. So <laughs> maybe not. So he decides to make himself look like a sun god, which actually looks a lot like a Durlin with, uh, you know, a fancy <laughs> outfit. Hippie clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When someone says, are you a god? <laughs> you say, say you yes. Say yes. <laughs> um, so he, he says, not bad. They're taking me to their palace to meet their king. No doubt that's where Universal will be if he's here at all. So uh, so they, they, carry, uh, they carry Chameleon Boy in there and uh, they say, oh, great ruler, this is the sun god who re- rescued our humble caravan with his flashing sunbeams. And he says he must be pro- it must be proven he must be taken to the mountain of fire for the ceremony. And he thinks, oh, great! There goes my chance to poke around. Time is growing short. Um, so they go they go atop the mountain and the ceremony begins. Um, he says, I wonder what this test is. Maybe if I prove I'm the sun god, they'll give me the run of the place and I can find Universo. <laughs> it turns out the test is to get thrown into a volcano. <laughs> Um, you know, it's and they a say pass fail sort of test. Huh? It, it really yeah. is, yes. So There's not a big margin made of error out of wood. <laughs> so he says. Uh, uh, so we go back uh, sixteen hundred and sixty-six years later in the thirtieth century, as as we see um, the 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 kid from the science fair uh, sitting around in the darkened science hall. He says, it's no use. I can't just sit around while the, leg- while the legionnaires risk their lives. I must do something. So basically, he get he, he starts do, do. Yeah, he starts laying down the science. He says, I got an idea. If I can complete this device soon, I might be able to help them. So he grabs a whole bunch of different spare parts, and including entire transistor units. And, oh, um, transistors. And, wow. And he cannibalizes, which means to take parts from other gadgets to use in his. So there you have it. Meanwhile, back in time at the fiery Peruvian volcano, you see Chameleon Boy has transformed himself into a parachute, and so he's drifting slowly down to a little ledge. So, of course, he lives, and and everybody's like, hey, see, he, he's the real deal. Um, he truly is the great Inca sun god. So they say, say hail, sun god. And, um, and the, the king looks down and says, it cannot be. Only I am the Inca. The strange one in the globe thing warned me of a powerful stranger would come to usurp my throne. And of course, it looks like the king has been hypnotized. Yes. Hypnotized. Hypnotized. <laughs> help me, help me. Um, and he says, uh, 
I won't, and and so the guy lunges into into the volcano at him, and uh, says, "I won't let you. I'll kill you." And so uh, so they go falling into the molten lava, and you see them vanishing in the volcano's scalding steam, inches above the all-consuming lava. Oh no! Meanwhile, off we go to Giza in, in Egypt in the year twelve forty-three BC, and shrinking violet just appears in the midst of the marketplace. And it looks like a couple of people noticed Someone this. get the Thanagarians. They're around here, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it, well, that, you know, and I, I, that's what I was thinking when I saw the guy going after with the with the dagger. It's like, wait, is that Khufu or is that Hathset? Um, <laughs> it's Hathset. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that's, that's his Khufu, weapon of Khufu choice. Khufu is the one who gets the dagger. <laughs> that, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, look, everyone's looking at uh, – she says, everyone's staring at me because of my feature-style clothes or maybe the fact that you appeared out of thin air. <laughs> I don't and know. you're glaringly white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you well, know, so are they. Uh, <laughs> take your, oh, of course, yes. Well, in the showcase, yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. they're, they're in color also. white in color, too. Yeah. Oh. It was 1966. They're, Egypt is not people of color here. <clears throat> so, it's definitely the Ten Commandments Egypt, you know, with uh, oh, that know, Egypt, right? Anne yeah. Baxter and uh, <laughs> Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> yeah, see? The, the guy yeah. with... Uh, Wish of Moses now, see? <laughs> and there's Yul Brenner holding a holding yeah. a boat. <laughs> so she it's she says it's a good thing I thought to bring some gold nuggets. When did she go? <laughs> when did she think to do this? I don't know. All you know, the time. Whatever I That's think. That's why she's so worried. <clears throat> yes. She's always afraid she's gonna get mugged for her nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Hey now. Um. So uh, she said this fellow would never accept 30th century money. That's true. That's true. So so we see Yul Brynner uh, looking uh, in, in behind her, and he says, that girl must be the one my master warned me about. I postponed my hunting trip to wait for her. So she puts on um, a dreadlock. It looks, it looks like a set of dreads, really. Um, <laughs> like a Rasta wig. <laughs> like they had wigs back then. Come on. Oh, it's beautiful. I the shrinking violet man. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts the wig on and and uh and so she's disguised perfectly but she has a costume on under this outfit <laughs> anyway the guy recognizes her and says stop that girl she's a thief she paid for her clothes with false gold and she realizes that this guy's in a trance clearly universal also been here so they they go after her to seize her and of course she seize shrinks her Yes, and um, and only one way out. She shrinks, and uh, all they're holding is the dress and, wi- and uh, wig. This is why it was important that she mentioned she was still wearing her costume underneath. Um, so there she is behind a pebble. She's tiny. Look, stand next to that rock, tiny Elvis. Um, <laughs> you get it? They were giants. Um, anyway, so, so she can't stay in the street. I might be stepped on. I'm glad I remembered to bring my flight ring. Mm. Yeah. Why would she not? Have, uh, anyway. Well, it clashes with that green <laughs> outfit. Honestly, you know. <laughs> so she sees the Sphinx and the pyramids of Giza, and um, but there's a there, he, this guy sends his falcon, appropriately named Horus, and <laughs> um, the falcon dives at her, and and these oh look at the size of those claws compared to tiny little Violet. Um, anyway, she gets uh, hit by one of the uh, one of the claws because they're as large as boat anchors to her, and off she goes, falling to the ground. Ugh. 
Not good. Not good because a normal-sized person would be killed by the fall, but the miniature maid's lightweight saves her from serious injury. <laughs> Listen to Shooter Lane, a little physics on us. Aging Ray Palmer. I think we have a problem here with the science. <clears throat> I don't know. I think he would say that uh, once he reduces... That's actually fairly good science. You've seen yeah. a mouse drop from real high and not get hurt at yeah, all. Yeah, well, I'm tanked, and it makes no sense to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. What weighs more, Darren, a pound of bricks or a pound of feathers? Um, George Washington. Yes, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> night for a stump the subs, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This may be your night, Murray. It's um, time for that <clears throat> Bing question. <laughs> yeah, and, and Rios, come on. Come on. Uh, tell me about it. I couldn't believe that when I was Come on. Mm, mm, you apparently mm. are not listening to our show because how do you listen to our show? We mentioned Condo <laughs> R like every goddamn episode. <laughs> and when you do, you take a drink. Like now. Yay. Yeah. There we go. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so, not, so we see this horse-drawn uh, chariot uh, careening down the street toward her. And there is oh, yeah. a horse's hoof. Poised right above her head. Oh no! And we observe one minute of silence before continuing with part two. Okay. But that one minute of silence. Silence. We're gonna do a little stump the subs. We're gonna take a quick break. Quick oh. break from the story already in progress. Okay. And this one is from is from Murray. Hey, and shocker. Doing a stump. Yay! All right, here we go. Here we go. Original stump. Legion. Dumb me, baby. Yes. According to the Legion of Superheroes source book, this is the 2995 edition, oh, name the five lead leaders under whom Element Lad served as deputy and the two deputies who served under Element Lad when he was leader. Whoa. Okay, well, let me handle the second part of that question first. That would be Dream Girl yeah. and Brainiac 5. Yeah. Now, for the four that he served under, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dream Girl for like four issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lightning Lad. Yeah. He took over four. Um, I want to say Wildfire. Yeah. And who was before Wildfire? Okay. Wildfire leader? Yeah, Wildfire was yeah. leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, Back when the fans voted. Exactly. Oh, yep. God, yeah. Okay. Um, was it actually Polar Boy? That was one. One more. That was all four. I thought you said four. Five. five. Oh, five? five? Yeah. Oh, you bastard. Um, <laughs> are you making this up? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, hmm. Well, I'm torn between Ultra Boy or mon now, so. Oh, let's. Oh, let's. Did you go always? With all... <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I'm trying to think about this because this is kind of. Uh, Ugh, you're making me think, and I'm toasted. Mark, <laughs> screw you. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I don't think it's Monello Ultra Boy more now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and no, I'm not looking it up. I'm sitting right here. Um. Time's up. Fine, Monel. Yes, that's correct. All right. Well done, sir. Well done. Okay, Archie Legion. 
Name the group that rose up in opposition to the progenitor's rule. The progenitor's rule. I don't even know who the, the progenitor showed up, right? Um, <laughs> you, you really did. You know, it, it's like it's like uh, Peter saying that he's uh, never read Invincible. You kind of open yeah, yourself up to it. Don't say that, people. <laughs> um, ah, the White Triangle. I don't know. Matt? The No Janitors. I can't. Uh, I, the, no the only, the only thing that's coming to mind is the omni, Omnifagos, but I know that's wrong. No, it was the Credo. That's right. The Credo? That's right. Indeed. Indeed. Did Han shoot first? <laughs> <laughs> um, then the Three Boot Legion. If Element Lad were vacationing on 21st century Earth, why would he enjoy visiting these beaches? San Tropez in France? Wreck Beach in Vancouver and Samurai Beach in Australia. Because he likes to be naked. Nice. <laughs> that was easy. Wow. Yeah, see? I could have told you that one. <laughs> yep, it's because uh, he would enjoy these beaches because they're all nude beaches. And in, uh, in Legion issue three, which was that great uh first date uh that that dates with uh with triplicate girl uh he tells lauren who on their date that he enjoys being naked so (laughs) so two out of three which just gave me more evidence to say that element lad was gay (laughs) anyway what (laughs) he was being naked (laughs) that doesn't mean anything my wife came downstairs the other day Uh (laughs) no 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 my little guy is walking around the uh, the living room, buck naked, except for the Green Lantern ring that I brought him back from. Awesome! Uh, Fan awesome! Uh, <laughs> well, and it wasn't going to make the costume it wasn't, for it. Yeah, it wasn't on his hand. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow! I don't Good know where he gets. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you just had so it dangling there. Scott will talk offline. <laughs> like mistletoe. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, so many jokes. Um, none of them right. None of them at all right. All right. I'm going to have I some have funny ones when he gets married, though. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't, care, but I don't uh, care on a daily basis, actually. It's not healthy for you. <laughs> A few hours at a time is the maximum because, you know, you got to keep the blood flow going. Am I oversharing? I'm sorry. <laughs> the more the more you know. <laughs> and that's one to grow on. Oh! Ooh, or not hello. to grow on, in this case, maybe. All right. So part two, uh, rejoining your story. Already in progress. <laughs> I guess um, he's Green Lantern of, of Sector 69, huh? <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. We also... We've, We've got an ad for uh, Superman wanting to be to be his guest at Palisades Amusement Park. Oh, it's free admission plus two free rides. That's worth eighty-five cents. Holy, that's Superman oh. such a huckster. Holy, <laughs> now where where was the Palisade Park? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, oh of course. Park. There you go. So if you're in New Jersey in 1966, you should go there. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's eighty-five dollars to get into Disney World. I think. <laughs> See what By a bargain the times this is. Have it changed. In, indeed, indeed. So we. Um... Oh, oh, hey, sorry. Oh. I turned the page, and we've got the the Saturday morning 
CBS lineup. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Introducing Space Ghost. How awesome is that? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, and and this is going back to that that era of Space Ghost where, uh, you know, it's the whole Alex Toth design thing, and uh, and and what was, I can't even remember what the uh, the kids' names were. Jan, Jan, and the monkeys blip. Oh yeah. God, that's right. See, there's there's your uh, your 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 uh, you know your early uh, version of of Gleek the Super Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else did they have? Okay, we've got Frankenstein Junior. <laughs> wow, Superman right after Captain Kangaroo, and that would have been the filmation stuff. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Underdog. Wow. <laughs> The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Oh, neat! You know, it's funny because they ran those. I, I remember them doing another another Lone Ranger series in the seventies. Mm. Um, would have been like around when they were doing the, the, the those uh, those later age Casey Kasem voiced uh, Batman yeah. cartoons. Yeah, oh yeah. I think they recycled that for the for the seven show they had on CBS, didn't they? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Be it was a whole bunch of filmation, like 10, 15 minute things that they put together in an hour and you never know who you were going to get exactly no. and and yeah. i just i just remember like they in the credits they had that the, the all the producers names in a little circle going around and uh yeah yeah okay okay and they had the biggest <laughs> rip off their web woman <laughs> oh <laughs> yes yes paging marvel paging marvel lawyers come in marvel. <laughs> what else they got matt we've got the roadrunner <laughs> and then the zany new comedy team, the Beagles. Oh, <laughs> never heard of them. So zany, never heard of them. <laughs> Seriously. And then Tom and Jerry. <laughs> wow. Well, Tom and Jerry is always a good standby. And you know the, the great thing is, is like this Alex, chase ensues. Yay. You know, in in the late seventies, this was basically the uh, like the <clears throat> the everyday lineup that they had on. Um, <laughs> On, uh, on one of the Buffalo channels that, that we used to get, and uh, and it, it was the one that later became the Fox affiliate, and they had, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, oh, Skype falls off, boy. His uh, yeah, there's his, a legionnaire lost. Yes, um, you know, and and they used to have all that stuff on there, like uh, in you know that's that's where I I watched all those filmation cartoons and everything, and. Um, yeah, just just you, you know, it, I mean, it's stuff that's it's hard to watch now, but it was great at the time. <laughs> uh, we got two uh, more shows: The Impossibles, which is something I've never oh, heard of. I remember them. Oh, you do? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was like these three guys who had one superpower each. There was like yep. Coil Man and oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Fluid Man and Multi Man. Yeah, Fluid Man and Multi Man. Yeah. Wow, there it's really campy. I mean, it's, oh for it, sure, it looks like it. It's like right there in the whole, you know. We took it's kind of like when they had the uh, the yeah. robotic stooges. Yeah, that's or, later, or, but this is or the the, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, and they all had powers. And, and and the guy used to reach into his afro and pull out whatever tools they needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so black exploitation. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And what's the last one, Matt? Dino Boy. <laughs> Dino boy. Uh, he rides around on a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, see, that's that's a total that's a total moon boy thing, right? Ride that lizard, baby. Yep. Yeah. But this one's named Bronte. <laughs> Bronte. 
<laughs> which isn't anywhere near as cool as Devil Dinosaur. No. Yeah. no very little But is. he didn't have Ugg the Caveman. Oh, Ugg. <laughs> Who looked a lot like Captain Caveman, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. So, so there you go. That's the 1966 Saturday morning cartoon lineup. <laughs> Check Be there. The listings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So if you're in 19, if you're in New Jersey in 1966, <laughs> after you come back from Palisades Park on the Friday, you can head on, you can uh, get up in the morning and watch some great cartoons. What what month was this issue put out? October. Well, it's so cover been... date October, so it would have come out in August. Yeah, like okay. July and end of July, early August kind of thing, because it was a, a three day cycle or a three month cycle. So, so there we yeah. go. And then then. Last, but oh yeah, this all starts September 10th. Excellent. <laughs> That's going to be then awesome. Then we've got a a uh, Mua the Mystic s- strip. Wow. By Ooh. Henry Boltonoff. Oh really? Yeah. Clearly related to Murray Boltonoff. <laughs> One would think. Yeah. Mm. Neat. Didn't make who's who though, so you know. Yes, exactly. Oh. So who cares? Moving on. <laughs> yeah, he he just makes jokes about uh, going about crystal balls and seeing how a movie ends. <laughs> oh my! Crystal balls. <laughs> wow. Uncle Murray, can I can I put my comic strip in one of your comic books? <laughs> All right, so uh, <clears throat> so here we are in, in uh, England of 693, and Colossal Boy's there. He's arrived in the middle of a battle, but somehow the trip through time activated his growing power, and, I, and uh. he says, and I can't shrink down to normal. Hey, Ooh. we've all had that problem at one time or another. Hey, it's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they say, beware, there's a giant in our midst. Nay, he stands with us. And the others, you got the one guy who's like, no, he's good. He's one of us. The other one's like, no, a monster. He must be killed. (laughs) Um, And one of the, and the king uh, sees him and says, this is the one that Universal warned me of, but he's bigger than I had imagined. Oh, Mm -hmm. my. Zip. He is a tool (laughs) of our enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, folks, the jokes write themselves sometimes. So (sighs) they've got the siege tower. Clearly, uh, a bit of the medieval history going on in uh, in in shooters schooling at the time. So they 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 start rolling the the siege tower over to him, and they're shooting these thousands of tiny arrows. And he says they can't. penetrate my thick insulated costume but i must protect my face and eyes so they keep uh, they're kind of forcing him back to this cliff and um <laughs> but then he realizes that hey this whole thing's on wheels so he snaps off the wheels so it can't go any further you know this is where he realizes oh yeah i'm, I'm, a, I'm a giant <laughs> he is a giant He's a huge uh, giant. You know, it's it's like that it's like oh no, oh no, they're 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 scaring me away. They're scaring me. Oh oh no. Oh wait, I'm bigger than them. <sighs> you would think Jim would know that he's bigger than everybody in the locker room. You know, oh well, man, it is Jim. <laughs> yeah, true. Jim, Jim, whatever. <laughs> We've had that discussion already. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along. Um, so uh, he, he he demolishes the tower as the, as they flee. You know, so you can see the knights run away. Um, 
they get to the uh, to the catapult and um, and take a shot at him, and he ca- catches a boulder in the gut. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, that was tough. By the and, way, to, to, total total segue here, but I was watching ESPN while I was painting today and drinking, feeling all manly and stuff. <laughs> and uh, there was a guy on there who took a baseball from one of those automatic pitcher machines uh-huh. to the Nats. Ooh, oh, on purpose. He was wearing, no, he was wearing a, a contraption called the Nutty Buddy, um. <laughs> which protected said Nats from the impact. I was impressed. Well, he why would you want? Why would you? Yes, exactly. You really stand there. The urge to move must have been so strong. Uh, I yeah, they, yeah. It's like you'd have to tie him down, and that's a whole other thing. Um, I think they were tied down in this contraption. He was. Jeez, that. Oh yeah, no. Oh, I, we got to move on because that's just. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling kind of like you, you need to like cross your legs? Yeah. A little bit. Ow. A little bit. <laughs> so so they 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 fire another rock at him and off and he goes flying off the cliff in on toward the jagged rocks below. That's right. As the colossal no. unconscious figure plummets toward the jagged rocks below, we again switch scenes. Well, it looks like Gim didn't pack his flight ring. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I guess the flight ring isn't like with the Green Lantern rings where they they protect the user, right? So uh it, it in fact Well, I mean he's back. plummeting toward the jagged rock, so there's, you think he's plummeting. Stop that. If he was awake, but he's unconscious. You see. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's um, a sleeping giant. It's sleeping giant indeed. And and so uh, uh, Imra appears in a uh, in a wine cellar and in eighteen twelve, and there's no but there's no time to hide because someone's coming downstairs and this guy sees her and he says, "A girl, what are you doing here? Stealing wine? Answer me." And she's, "I er." Uh, she, apparently she's a, apparently she's a Kennedy. Um, <laughs> so uh, so the guy says I should have you arrested, but no, I need another servant. I have a very important guest coming. Yes, you will work for me or go to prison. Quick and of course, she realizes that uh, that he his mind is blank, so she can't influence him, and she realizes that Universo has been here. Like, <laughs> Because there's some graffiti on the wall that says Universo was here. <laughs> <laughs> A little little post-it note on the fridge, gone out for milk, <laughs> Universo. Um, so he says, now get to work. And he sends her over to, uh, to, one, of, to one of his other servants, says, give her some proper clothing in place of her strange garb. And so she's given the clothes that she's going to wear when she gets instructed into her work. Aren't you glad she wasn't wearing the pink bikini for this story? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. So, but you look, and he's got the same laser gun that uh, that we saw from Universal earlier. And um, all right, hang on a second here. There we go. Just poor Skype falls off, boy. Oh no! Not again. <laughs> so uh, he says, you know, this must be the stranger of whom my master Universal warned me. Um, but can't figure out why uh, she hasn't used the great power that he said that she had says, no matter, I will slay her with this weapon Universal gave me once I find a way to do so legally. <laughs> what? Once I find a way to commit murder legally, I will do it freely and with abandon. Yay. <laughs> so, um, so she's scrubbing at the floors, and he says, they better be spotless or I'll see that you're severely pu- punished. And so uh, she's, she's trying to use her, uh, her thought powers on others, so that's going to help. Anyway. If she, if she misses a spot, he must be able to legally shoot her. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's looking for a little loophole in the servant uh, contract. 
1812 was a different time. In, indeed, yeah. it was. When was the War of 1812? It's so confusing. <laughs> uh, 1814. Wait, wait, um, wait. Is that the Hundred Years one? Damn it. Um, <laughs> That's the one with the Koreans. <laughs> wait, look. See, I, I think a, I see Hawkeye and Trapper. I, I, I had a friend who went and got their actual, you know, citizenship swearing in thing, and they they test you. Yeah. So there's a test you have to take. And they give you the list of answers that you have to know. And one of the questions was, during the Cold War, what was America concerned about? And there's only one answer. Usually most of the questions had multiple yeah. answers. But this one only had one answer. You know what it was? <laughs> what? I'm afraid. On during the Cold War. Uh, communism? <laughs> That's correct, Mr. Kramer. You are an American. Ooh. This <laughs> is like that episode else? of The Simpsons where Apu goes That's on right. the... On the long, drawn-out answer, but they just wanted slavery yeah. as the answer. <laughs> I mean, not nuclear proliferation, not – yeah, no, none of yeah. the big ones. Just, just communism. Yeah. yeah. Communism is a red herring. We all know that, right? <laughs> exactly. It's it's like uh, – sorry, what was that, Senator McCarthy? Oh, wait. No, you're not here anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he, he did Wisconsin proud. Oh, is that, was he from Wisconsin? Yep, and he actually shares a birthday with my wife. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my. Yay, something the South finally did right. <laughs> oh, not from our side of the country. Thank God. <gasps> Who saw that coming, right? Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. All right, so uh, the, the guest shows up, and it turns out it's Napoleon. <gasps> no. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. He'd be... Uh, I uh, can't even do it. Uh, I don't get Waterloo with, with Deacon. Anyway. Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, for Murray. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Waterloo. <laughs> I just came back from Waterloo tonight. Mare the mare the mare the mare the mare the Yeah, that's what I keep thinking of is uh, from Bill and Ted. <laughs> Excellent adventure. All right, we have an explicit rating in France now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and Quebec. Uh-oh. That one's for Tintin. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Don't tell me he listens to this stuff. Jeez. I love Claude. So, uh, so there, there's only 12 hours left to search to Universal and for her to get back to the wine cellar, um, or she can never return to the 30th century. So she brings wine. Uh, to Napoleon and her employer. And he says, you dare disturb us? And she says, but sir, I was told. And he says, I don't care what you were told. You were never to disturb me. And uh, and so he, he uses this. Pimp slap. She's all, yeah, exactly. She's all flustered, but he slips something into her apron pocket. A little <laughs> scroll. Hey, now. Hey, now. Um, and uh, she says, wow, he'll never be voted Mr. Chivalry of 1812. <laughs> but maybe this is my chance for a break and this at this point Napoleon realizes one of the maps is missing and it looks like the girl's got it and he says she's a spy after her and she she knows of course she's been uh, she's been framed and what the hell's uh, going on? I think that's Matt oh sorry I thought <laughs> I'd gone again <laughs> um, so he said so and here it is here's his loophole he says, splendid. Now as a traitor, she'll be killed legally, and I am blameless. 
Yes, victimless crime. Um, so guards are. Fo- so she goes running and she says, "Napoleon's men are crack shots. Clearly, they're not stormtroopers." Um, mm-hmm. She says, "If only I'd brought my flight ring, I could make an easy getaway." <laughs> Seriously, what is it with them forgetting their jewelry? What is up with this? <laughs> it's the friggin' flight ring. How do you forget the flight ring? Especially, and think about this: How did they get to the Time Institute? They flew they the there. <laughs> We saw them uh, flying to it, and so she. No, we saw we saw them go into it, didn't we? No, we saw them fly there. They did we? Yeah, I'm gonna, well, yeah. I'm they not. flew over to the the science hall. I'm half so the bag. We... Hang on, I'm just checking. <sighs> I'm just saying. We're yeah. telling you. If we oh. can't even. Re- <laughs> well, we see them landing. We, see, we... that's what I thought. We but, see them going into the time. Yes, but but they're coming down out of the sky. <laughs> You know, maybe, yeah, and George Reeves flew. Okay, uh, maybe they're just jumping. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> we, Chameleon Boy was really excited ball. to be there. We, we, to be fair, we only see Chameleon Boy landing. He could have changed into a bird or something. <laughs> and maybe he carried uh, Saturn Girl and said the whole way. You know, you could have just brought your flight ring, and she's exactly. like, "Whatevs, it doesn't go with what I'm wearing." Um, I'm not going to need that thing. Yeah, why would I need my flight ring? Why would I need something that, you know, helps me fly and uh, make a getaway? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, she again lands in a dead end, and, and here she is. The guards form a firing squad, and he says, we'll execute her on the spot. Only one chance, and she command, mentally commands the guards to fire in the air. So they get, they get, we get the count. Ready, aim, and, the, and they actually shoot up into, into the air. Quite by surprise. So that's weird. So he said so, but that's okay because he's got his uh, his laser gun. Because now he's kind of over this whole uh, this whole thing about um, you know whether or not uh, we should uh, we should kill her legally. He's like, ah, this will do. So he he tries to zap her, and it looks as though he succeeds from this panel. Suspense. Mm. Meanwhile, as she va- as her form vanishes in the curling smoke, we cross the centuries for the final time to Shangtu, China, the destination of Brainiac Five. It says, "Great moons! Some defect in the time cube has caused me to arrive in midair." And he says, "My flight <laughs> right. ring must have been Blame damaged." The time cube. Yeah, exactly. My 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 flight ring must have been damaged during the time trip. What is it about? Oh, so so we get Colossal Boy's um, powers get activated and are irreversible, apparently. Um, and they say, you know, if you're grown to colossal size for more than four hours, you should consult a doctor. That's um, true. And, uh, and, and... Yeah, don't Brainy's... go hang and wash claws off of that. It's not impressive. Go to, a, go to Put some ice on it. Exactly. And Bra- Brainy's flight ring has been damaged. Um, Immer just forgot hers. Um, anyway, so uh, so he lands... <laughs> in... got picked up by a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that time Violet got picked up by somebody. Come on. Oh. All right. So um, he lands in the garden of Kublai Khan. Um, hey. Yes. In Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree. Um, so he I'm says, sure who, da- who dares intrude in the imperial garden? And they, they say, Almighty oh, Emperor, a strange green-skinned being has descended upon us. I'll get you my... Pr- oh, sorry. Wrong green skin. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, so here he is in, uh, in, in, in there with Kublai Khan. And he gets tied. And so, basically, they say, well, you know, we should, um, we should, you know, execute him. 
and uh, and so of course one of the guards has been uh, hip hypnotized by uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has been by hypnotizing hypnotized noise. by uh, and sorry I just have to play a little bit of, of Xanadu in the background while we do this section oh, so. oh. <laughs> yay not that Xanadu <laughs> Darren <laughs> alright so um Yes, he is in the palace of, of Kublai Khan. The emperor, in his infinite wisdom, has declared you to be a demon and ordered your destruction. When the gong strikes the hour, the vibrations will shake you apart. We will leave you now. <laughs> really? So the nobles so leave. Belt does that every time someone breaks into our clubhouse. Is that like the Orgasmatron from uh, Barbarella? Is that what <laughs> You're going to have to do better than that. Seriously. So he says, my force, shield, on, my force shield could save me, but I can't reach it. My hands are chained. I hate, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I love so it when that happens. He says, wait, they left one guard here. If, if I can trick him, I'll have a chance. I'm glad I speak fluent Chinese. See, pays to be a smart guy. So he says to him in, in, in Chinese, he says, you, guard, you are an ugly pig with the strength of a gnat. Although he's he, he's slightly <laughs> off. A big old pig sticker with him, isn't he? he? It turns out his pronunciation is slightly off, so he actually doesn't say strength of a gnat. And that really sets the guy off. So he swings... He was speaking Cantonese and not Mandarin. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Slightly different dialect. Szechuan. Jesus. <laughs> so the guard swings an angry fist. That's right. He, and, and actually, it's funny. The gong just went off in the song Xanadu. Um, <laughs> how appropriate. So uh, the guard swings an angry fist, and he says, I just got him to hit me, but in the wrong place. I must get him to hit me. Oh, hey now. I must get him to hit me again if I can take it. He says, you are a brainless ox with muscles of jelly. Again, it's not muscles that he actually ends up saying. See, this is, I'm, I'm flashing back. I need to close the book. Y'all, y'all keep talking. <laughs> all right so uh all right i gotta stop that now all right okay so he says in fact you're a slimy worm not wow. fit to live yes a slimy worm not fit hey to now live. slimy wasn't that uh oscar the grouch's worm yes i believe it was there we go slimy. there we go all right, so he says, and so uh, so the guy hits his belt with his blow. A jab to the bread basket yeah. activates the belt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Flurry to the solar plexus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I lose it. Uh, ever since I've been the champ. Um, so he says, and just in time, too, where, there goes the gong. Wow, the vibrations were so powerful, they shattered the chains. But my force shield kept me safe. Yes, apparently the chains safe? were not contained within the force shield. Who knew? <laughs> anyway, so he he takes the guy out with a quick sock to the chin, and so he heads off to the uh, to the palace to see if he can find Universal. Yeah, Brainy decks a three hundred pound Chinese guard with mm -hmm. one punch. Who is he, Guy Gardner? <laughs> which, which, if he had his force field on, you could probably buy. Yeah. But in the very next panel, they totally blow that. On, is it? Hello? That's right. So he, he says, I switched off my shield so I could slug that guy. But Duh. The, but we Why? can see the field. It, it extends like pretty tightly around him as opposed to... Uh, yeah, so anyway. Um, mm. Little... little uh, 
A little, um, you know, a little bit of convenience there. So, <laughs> so he, uh, it, it turns out these guys also really good shots. Again, no way would they ever be stormtroopers. Um, and so they, they <laughs> well, managed to take out. They his... could be stormtroopers in episode four. <laughs> yes, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> uh, they, they managed to, to sever the belt. And uh, so, yeah, he's in the soup now, as he says. So the, he gets into the uh, courtyard and there's a dragon. It turns out the dragon is oh, actually being dragons. driven by a couple of a couple of it, dudes. It wasn't a baseball reference. It was a soup reference. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> is it the great stone dragon? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, anyway, it says, Great Polaris, a huge mechanical dragon moved by levers and pulleys for frightening enemies. And then, and then after Great Polaris, he says, sizzling satellites again. Uh, enemies have good reason to be frightened. It breathes fire. It must have a bellows-operated fire device worked by men inside. <laughs> Is that really what you're going to be thinking about? You know, aren't you just going to think fire bad and, and get out of there? Well, well, it is us. brainy. He's got 12th level intelligence. That's He's true. He's got time to think all that stuff. Yes, perhaps in, in, in levels 1 through 11, you ha- you just think fire bad and run. Uh, but that 12th is, <laughs> is the all-important difference. Fire bad. Fire so, bad. Tree pretty. Fire, <laughs> fire bad, bad, tree, tree pretty. pretty cool. Indeed. Um, and so in a barrage of white-hot flame, the form of Brainiac 5 disappears. <sighs> is it true? Can all five Legionnaires be dead, killed far in the past by the agents of the evil Universo? I yes. sense a tryout issue coming. Yay! <laughs> but let's go back to the 30th century where we find a tall, impressive figure. Clearly, the narrator's got a crush on Universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, entering the he's United Plants Council building. <laughs> he's dreamy. Well, he, he's been Dear Diary. All <laughs> oh, right. Hypnotized. Um, hypnotized. With a calm, unbroken stride, he walks through the high, vaulted halls. And you see a couple of the guards saying, Stop, this area is restricted. And he says... Bah, nothing is restricted to me. And they say, of course not, sir. And so he gets them to uh, to destroy the electric eye defense and so to let him in. And then he ends up on a, on a little flying platform, a little anti-gravity disc, and is brought before the council. Um, the, yeah, so there it is, United Planets Council, all up there on that big old, uh, big old uh, desk. And so here we have... All five of them. Yeah, the... Hmm. the and I'm going to go uh, right to left mm. on this. We have the representative. You know, I, uh, sorry. sorry to interrupt, but I think this may be our first mention of the United Planets. Certainly to this degree. I thought they'd mentioned the United Planets in general, but I don't think we'd ever seen a council. Mm. Yeah, the, this is the first time we've gotten the council. Yeah, or, I think that. Uh, or that they met in a building and it was on Earth or all that jazz. So. Maybe they've only ever referred to the science police and I'm mixing it up with that. Maybe they haven't. T- I, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> This is the first time I remember them, but I could be wrong. The funny thing about this panel for me is the first time I read it, the guy in the the far left there, you can't see part of the sign in front of him. So it looks like (laughs) Chancellor of Uranus. I was about to say that was my favorite guy. That's why I was going to start at the right and work my way back because you always want to end on on that one, right? Um, So Uh, to speak. That's actually guess, me in a rubber mask in that book right now. And then we've got the, (laughs) the Queen of Amazonia. The president mm. of Earth, and uh, he looks a lot like uh, President of Earth, Kandrew, that we'll see later on, mm. doesn't he? And we have seen Amazonia before. That's right. That's right. Uh, mm. Then the Prime Minister of Torad and the representative of Orax. So, um, so he goes to hypnotize them to hypnotize them and says, "What you think you can defy me, fools? In seconds, you will think 
Greg basically tells them that you know they're going to be puppets and take orders from them. They say, "I'm afraid not." So he he goes to uh, to lay down some hypnotism on them, and he says, "Maybe it's because we're not the council. Maybe it's because we're really the legionnaires." And they take off their rubber masks. Even, and once even... again, your plans have gone wrong too. <laughs> and, super friends, get them. And, and even super Chameleon friends. Boy is wearing a rubber mask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the theme. Come on. So he says, the Legionnaires, and we've been conditioned to re- resist your influence. And he says, but you're dead. My agents in the past killed you, all of you. And he says, oh, you were clever. You deliberately failed to hypnotize me so I'd witness your getting away. Then your stooge tipped us off to five time periods in order to split us up and lead, lead us into the death traps you'd prepared. And you pulled it off to the day of the science fair so we'd use the unperfected time cube. And what's more, we fell for it. Each trap could have done its work, except for the ingenuity and courage of this boy. Not him. Yep, so so here we see, mm. yes, the lad, as as yet still unnamed. Curse you, science fair lad. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's his name. There we go. He says, the lad, after, transforming, as, after transporting us back to the past, used spare parts to improve his time cube so he could focus its rays and return us to our own era where, whenever the time monitor showed one of us was in peril. So you see him saving Saturn Girl. And, uh, and, and as the science police are leading Universe away, he says, no, it can't be. You're dead. All of you. And they say, he'll get a life sentence for conspiring against the UP. Yeah, but it's on Tacron Galta, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. A bit of a revolving <laughs> door there. And so they say, I wonder if he's really flipped his lid or if he's faking. Just one thing, though. <laughs> he says, just one thing, though. How did Universal know about your exhibit before the science, f- before the fair? And Saturn Girl says, please, I've read his thoughts. Don't ask him. She's like, I've already invaded his privacy, so you shouldn't bug him. And, uh, uh-huh. and the kid says, it's all right, Saturn Girl. They might as well know. And as he walks out the door, cue the sad walking away music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. He says, Universal (laughs) is my father. We are like the worst. Luke. (laughs) Oh God. You know, if I'd really thought about it, I would have downloaded that one beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you can slip, you can slip it in there. Come on. Oh, yeah. that seems unlikely. I, mean, um, <laughs> I think I think you should have that ready because th- we're going to have that a lot coming. I up. think you're right. I think you're right. I think I just need to have that that handy. So, minutes later, as the Legion returns to the clubhouse, of course, Superboy's still hypnotized. So this guy has told <laughs> us that Universo is his father, and off he goes. Well, awkward. Um, but yeah, Superboy's still <laughs> hypnotized. But it's okay, because um, it turns out that uh, <laughs> Brainiac 5, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't this be evidence? But no, he's, he's stolen the eye pendant that Universal used to hypnotize. And he says, you see the green part of the eye? That's kryptonite dust. It weakened him enough for Universal to put the him eye under. eye pendant? Is that like the iPhone and the iPod? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> okay. Perhaps he downloaded an app for Kryptonite. So. Yeah. Uh, um, app. Oh man. <laughs> Curse you, Steve Jobs. Just wait. Just wait. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see that. I know it. Um, he says, and in one of the lonely, dark alleyways of the great city, a tired boy sits. He says, I had to help them. I couldn't let him kill them. But he's my father, and now I may never see him again. Oh, you'll see him again. Don't worry. Indeed. Now, let's get into let's get into uh, to talking about Universo and who the boy is. Oh, the boy! The boy! The boy! 
Tommy, can you hear me? So of course, Universal. We talked about last week a bit. Uh, he was he was on 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 my list for uh, for uh, Legion uh, of Legion uh, villains, um, and this of course uh, you know this this is of course stuff that was added much later on. But basically, he was uh, a. A powerful hypnotist, of course, had the. Now they refer to it in in the uh, in the Wikipedia entry as a, a hypnostone, hmm. and uh, and so they talk a little bit about how this uh, this you know, they talk a little bit about this story, and of course how we find out that the kid is Universal's son, and of course that kid will turn out to be Ron Vidar. Mm-hmm. Um, we only ever really know of Universal as as Vidar, and and yes, we will see him again, and we and it won't be too long till we see him again. And um, and certainly in in later years, when we got later on to uh, to the Levitt's run, we 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 saw a much a much more badass uh, uh, Universal. Well, oh, he had learned. Sure, did love Universal. Oh, definitely. I mean, he he made him a, a retroactive Green Lantern, and because um, <clears throat> of course at that point they they had gone into this story about the uh, the Green Lantern and how how Green Lanterns were not allowed on Earth anymore. And um, and it all comes down. Not even Earth, but not allowed in United Planet space, really. Good point. Good point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because I'm just thinking to uh, to President Allen saying uh, that there would the no you know, during the Great Darkness saga, where she says no, there there can't be any any Green Lanterns on Earth. And um, but yeah, you're right. I was in 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 UP space in general. So at any rate. Um, of course, uh, he was a, uh, a former member of the Green Lantern Corps, was assigned to journey to the Time Institute on Earth and prevent the Legion from viewing the dawn of time, which, of course, we would see a lot in the ensuing years. That was, that was probably my first exposure to that story, um, to that whole thing about Krona and, um, and, and his looking back at the, at the dawn of time. Um, so, of course, uh, you know... Universal tried to do this again and was and ended up being stripped of his ring by the Guardians of the Universe. And so uh, much like um, Sinestro, he became a, uh, a renegade Green Lantern. And um, so Universal, of course, uh, we we had we get into the stuff in the uh, in um, the Baxter run where he where he's a lot tougher. And then later on, he actually ends up being one of the primary leaders of the resistance movement against the dominators in the five years later, mm. um, working with, oh, working with story. such, uh, such guy as such, um, former legionnaires as Jacques Foucault, of course, invisible kid too. And Troy Stewart. Who's that? <laughs> that would be Tyrock. Shut, Shut your, your mouth. mouth. Exactly. So, uh, the, so basically they, and they work with the subs and, um, uh, then post uh, post zero hour, uh, Universo was uh, was actually a cousin of Saturn Girl, mm-hmm. and and also back in the five year gap, oh. he was he was also responsible for the Legion on the Run storyline. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> and he gets caught off panel in no resolution whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, those last few issues before zero hour. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. We were a little uh, touch and go. Yeah, not not Just my favorite. Go. Not my favorite run. Uh, that's for sure. Um, okay, so so basically, um, 
he yeah so he turns out as um as Saturn Girl's cousin and uh and this is that whole that first Legion's Titans uh crossover this was called Universe of Blaze in March of 2000 uh set in an alternate timeline in which the Titans are in uh suspended animation until the 31st century so um anyway so he showed up then and of course uh was erased from continuity well <laughs> they say it was a it was erased from continuity but mm. as we know it, just on a different uh, on a different earth um, and of course we saw him and we discussed this in our, uh, in our Legion of Three Worlds, uh, episodes and this where he was a hell of a lot tougher, right? Um, mm-hmm. basically, and, and, and we saw that, that his motivation now was to get that ring back. And now that's not really a big surprise considering, uh, you know, uh, Jeff John's feelings toward the, uh, the Green Lantern Corps and the fact that, 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 that it's a big deal that that still be around and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, you know, this is, this is a, a, a different side to his, to his motivation, but we understand sort of where the time travel side of it comes from, uh, when we get to the, uh, to the idea of him going back to, 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 uh, try and see the dawn of time uh, with the whole Corona thing. So he says that Universal's primary power is hypnosis, so he can control people in a manner that lasts long after he leaves them, able to shift loyalties, erase memories, and even have people under his control think independently to accomplish the goals that he sets them to. He sometimes wears a necklace, which seems to enhance the power of his hypnosis, and using his mental abilities, he can also appear to be someone else, so that everyone viewing him sees and remembers him as a completely different person. Of course, Once Upon a Time was a Green Lantern, but the power ring was stripped from him, and as such, he had a particular grudge against Oa, the planet of the Guardians of the Universe, and uh, so, you know, Oa, it always comes back to Oa. And um, so so there we go. So there's a, there's a little info on, on Universe. So, Darren, do you want to talk a little bit about his son? Yeah, Rond is... Um... Well, he is a scientist, as far as we know right now, as seen here from his... I guess you call it his high school days. Um, Rond appears a couple of times, most notably working with the Time Institute and uh, when Circadia Senius gets introduced to the Legion. Yeah. Him. We'll meet him later, much later, actually. Yeah. Um, he, he and Brainy become very close friends um, when Brainy leaves Legion headquarters at times to work on trying to blow up the Time Institute instead of Legion headquarters, which is always <laughs> a nice... Very well, magnanimous of him. It's a change of pace. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those nice things that he gets to do. Ron tends to come back from the dead an awful lot <laughs> in uh, the early Legion stories where he appears. He is the fifth and final... Um, honorary legionnaire of the original legion um, and insect queen will be joining that group fairly shortly i think she's fourth and he's fifth i believe in the order i could be i could be switching them but um, that would finish out that group because that's pete and uh kid psycho and who am i forgetting jimmy jimmy jimmy, jimmy olsen elastic lad yeah exactly um, how can you forget jimmy because I'm up to my nipples <laughs> in rum. Um, <laughs> my blood type is 80 proof. Um, Yar. So then we have the problem of Universo, and we, and we meet Universo when, when Paul Levitz introduces him. He is a pretty much a badass, and instead of confronting mm-hmm. the directly, he has finally learned to do it subtly. On the down low. 
on the down low in a big old way. I think I think the buildup for that story actually was like twenty something issues. It was pretty yeah. incredible. Started um, right before the membership drive. Yeah. Well, actually, it started before then. It started when Marte left office. Oh yeah. You know, when you think about it. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Universo shows up and uh, in the Universo project, and uh, Rond is not around at all. Um, and crisis occurs um, before that, and Rond was kind of helping out a little bit with that. And at some point between the crisis tie-ins and the Universo project, Rond is pronounced dead off panel, which is never a good thing because you know he's going to come back. Yeah, that was in issue number 30. Yeah, and and then Ron did come back because um, someone went and sought his assistance <laughs> um, <laughs> with a uh, conspiracy that was going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a C-O-N-spiracy, my brothers. And uh, Ron shows up back from the dead and helps a certain group of legionnaires in an attack on the Time Trapper which was the 50th issue of the Baxter run and pretty much changed the Legion pretty radically at that yeah, point. Definitely. One of my favorite issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, are we going to spoil it? I guess we can because Legion of Three Worlds is out there and readily available. We, we've, we, since, we've already talked about that one a lot, so anyone who's listening to the show yeah. has heard has sort of seen where that ends up. Yeah. And honestly, the folks, past- the, the, the destination isn't the key. It, is, it really is yeah. the journey in this story. Totally. Um, during the battle against the Time Trapper, Ron Vidar um, exposes his real secret identity, which is that of the Green Lantern. And he's been an undercover Green Lantern this entire time and inherited his ring from his father. Mm-hmm. Universo. Oh, father. <laughs> and uh, Ron... Um, leaves UP space as required by UP law. And I don't <laughs> think we see him again in the Baxter run. No, that's correct. We get to the retro boot, really. So there you go for Ron. Yeah, well, we, we did see him in, in well, we see in, him in the, we see him in the five year later. And we see, we, we see right around the, uh, those early issues of, um, uh, of that Legion run. We, uh, we see a couple of things that have happened with him, And, uh, hmm. and then aren't, aren't it all pleasant. But it, but it, no, exactly. But in the reboot, uh, he ends up uh, with a with a pretty cool girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And um, so so at, at any rate, then uh, then there then the reboot happened. She's, a, she's super, actually. Yes, she's a super girl. <laughs> she's a very but super. not. Um, <laughs> so after the reboot, uh, we did see we did see Iran Vidar there. Um, but of course, they never really got into uh, you know it, they'd already changed who Universal was anyway, huh. and yeah. um, and uh, since Universal was very different, uh, they they what they did is is he would show up occasionally as a time travel researcher, and they kind of did a visual gag where he occasionally wore uh, outfits that resembled the costumes worn by various incarnations of Doctor mm. Who. <laughs> and uh, I, I do remember a couple of times seeing him with the big scarf, like the to- the old Tom Baker scarf. Yep. And um, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of neat. So of course we we saw him recently in uh, as a Green Lantern as and as a member of the Retro Boot Legion. Um, but uh, the 
first issue of Legion of Three Worlds was not entirely kind to uh, to our friend Ron Vidar. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, hey, he's come back from the dead before. And uh, so who knows? Who knows where that'll go? Because, uh, you know, I don't know how much, you know, Levitt's liked, uh, certainly liked using Universal. I'm not sure how much he liked using... Uh, uh, Vidar, but I think I think it's hard to tell one uh, the story of one without somehow using the other. So uh, so we'll have to see how that ends up uh, how that ends up going. Hmm. So so there we go. That's uh, Ron Vidar and and all that stuff. All right. So uh, we still have a little bit of time, and we've when we've done no, the story. Oh, we just just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> we have a little bit of time. We're gonna do one more stump. Do we not have parsley and sage handy either? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry <laughs> toasted <laughs> are you up to your neck now <laughs> actually you know what let's uh i'll, I'll get to uh to a stumpage but i want to i want to just go through a couple of uh a couple of bits of feedback <clears throat> feedback uh, from caleb so he says so i got the timeline wrong on one of my uh stump questions and they were all too easy for you super geniuses I'll have to take them from the super secret trivia vault. Oh, no, not the super secret trivia right. vault. That's right. Okay, so uh, he you says... step on the right letters to get to that, you know. He says, what actress, and not character, was being made fun of with the line, stupid, stupid rain, which you paraphrased? Or were you paraphrasing stupid, stupid rat creatures from Bone? I was paraphrasing stupid, stupid rat creatures from Bone. <laughs> That's Sorry. what I figured. Yeah. So, so it turns out the actress was uh, was Emma Thompson, and I, I I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I'm familiar with the with the uh, the movies talking about. So let us know, Kevin. Well, I love Emma Thompson, and she's a great actress. There, I said it. There you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, but he does have some questions. All right. So he says, really enjoying catching up on the episodes. <laughs> I, think, I, I'm all I think Scott may have fallen off again. Yeah. No, yeah. He did. I, I got oh, you're him. there. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'm really good. All right, he okay. says. Uh, he says I found on my bookshelf a digest edition with the Legion that pre- represented the. Uh, sorry, hang on. That represented the Legion story that introed Timberwolf and Chemical King to the Legion. Mm. Which Legionnaires were being honored in the bookend story, murdering Gla- uh, in the bookend story, murdering Glass? And what did they have in common? Here are the characters: Sun Boy, Colossal Boy, Karate Kid, and Wildfire. Mm. And who? It's uh, so. W- the, what what did these heroes have in common? So you got Sun Boy, Colossal Boy, Karate Kid, and Wildfire. What They're is all it? from Earth. There you go. There you go. Um, in the reboot, what were Kid Quantum? This is uh, James. What were his innate powers? He didn't have innate powers. He had that belt. Reboot. Yeah. 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 The reboot. He he's from. He had in the, the reboot. Belt. He's from Xanthu. Yeah. So he's mixed he's mixed up because it was actually in the five year later. It was Jasmine who had the the innate yeah. ability. So what what he says here is shape shifting and, te- and telepathy since he was really a protean. Uh, that's, that's... <laughs> that's five year later one. That's five year later, that's yeah. Five year later. So in the in the in the message Ooh, in yeah. which in which he talks about getting the timeline wrong on one of his questions, he gets the timeline wrong. <laughs> Epic fail Caleb. Better questions. <laughs> All right, which legionnaires were on hand to mourn the deaths of Karate Kid and Una after countdown? 
That and never we, happened. Who cares? And we covered that. We covered this story. Did we? Yeah. Well, Lightning Lad came back and got Karate Kid's body. We don't know where Una's body is. I'm sure it's being gnawed on somewhere. <laughs> um, which is just that's like the worst way for a legionnaire to go. I'm so disgusted about that. Anyway, yeah. um, I have no clue. So it's okay. I got one right. Yay. The the other one was Superman, of course. Oh uh, well, yeah, he was in the story. Duh. Oh, I, I didn't think of that as a funeral, though. I thought that he he was like more going to the morgue. So it, we never got a ceremony, you know, where they were honored, you know. So well, and that just shows that it's that that whole thing of the uh, everyone's kind of you know brushing uh, um, countdown, countdown under the happen. Yay! Exactly. <laughs> so my what, what is this countdown you speak of? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Started um, off really interesting and then went downhill fast. From uh, from he throws him bomb. Happy fifty tooth. He says thank you for a year of very entertaining trips in the in the time bubble. I love the list of top five villains. While continuity is definitely the worst villain of all, here's my list. Thank you. He says number five, Grimbor. Talk about attention Yay. to detail. He's that dude that creates non lethal traps specific to each superhero. What kind of effed up arsenal to have? Of course, man. of course, there were those massive chains <laughs> that almost crushed the earth. Who saw that one coming? Mm. Um, for number four, he says dark side. No dark side mention. Mm. Now, to be fair, we did talk about this, and, and we and and someone used the phrase on the forum of imported villains, and we did steer yeah. clear of, of imported villains. We we stuck. To yeah, ones. we wanted to be true to. That's why I, I mentioned servants of darkness instead of dark side. A- exactly. Right? So but he says. You know, he says, no dark side men- mention. Did you see what he did to Garth and Irma's kid? Is that not evil yeah. enough for you? He says, no. P.S., <laughs> you, did, you did an eye for an eye. It's time for the Great Darkness Saga. Darkseid mm. was also responsible for a terrible direction for Timberwolf. Unforgivable. He was one of those villains who presented the how-do-you-get-out-of-that-one situations. Um, yeah, we should do that one soon. That's a, I, I kind of love that story. Forget it. Well, you don't want to do Great Darkness? <laughs> I'm just being ornery. Yeah. Uh, um, number three, he's, he picked Brainiac 5 as well. He said, really, you could go down the entire brain bloodline and pluck out Doc's screw-ups that spelled out bad news for the Legion. I had this friend once who was simply awful after a few drinks. He never blew up my house or killed one-third of me or sacrificed the Infinity <laughs> And then got Supergirl. Villain! Um, yeah, villain. Mm. Number two, he chose the reboot's white triangles. He says, racist Daxamites, Roxas, run. No, not to Trom. And of course, number one, he chose the Fatal Five, always the most dangerous foes. There was always the feeling that someone would die when the when the FF were around. Well, they had the word fatal in their title. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then he says about, um, and he says that re- he thought Reboot Empress was pretty cool. So oh, yeah. He has a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So he says, Let's, Legion, uh, Legion Trivia. All villains version. Okay. Ooh. All right. Classic. Who were Pulsar Stargrave's assistants? Oh. Pulsar Stargrave's assistants? Yeah. Mm. That's a very good question. Because mm-hmm. I do you not know? know the answer. Um, Brainiac 5 and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. He's the unofficial assistant to any villain they fight. <sighs> Pretty much. I can, I can 
Oh, I just read that issue not too long ago. I, I can't think of. What, what, what is, can you think about them, though, Matt? Is there anything? Like, oh, like a desert was theme. Quick, was it Quicksand and Holder? Was that it? Yeah, that's yes. it. Quicksand. And uh, he said, bonus if Darren comments on Pulsar's flare pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reboot. Name the rebooted villain who appeared in entirely different form on Gates' homeworld. Mm, I know this one. Well, why don't you give up the answer then there? <laughs> it's, uh, I think, it's uh, Mantis Morlow. That is correct. Ah. Because he's a mantis. Was he a mantis? Yeah. That makes sense. That must have happened near um, Underworld Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> to mutate all the villains, that it, lasted. In uh, the three boot, who was branded a traitor on the cover of issue 10? In the three boot, that would be Invisible Kid. That's correct. Um, he, says, he says, come on now, there were only 50, 50 issues of this version. We're running out of trivia. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's something he asks. He says, we know Snake Sensor was the final straw for Darren. What other rebooted, revamped Legionnaires made you consider throwing in your Legion card? And what reboots or revamps made you say awesome? Well, I'll say on, on the latter one, I, I didn't really dig on either of the reboots of, of Wildfire, and that's probably because the original Wildfire was was my was my favorite uh, mm. uh, Legion member. So They always made his containment suit too complicated. Well, yeah. that's just it. That's just it. Because the original one was nice and slick, and you know. Yeah. If it blows up, look, it looks more like Iron one. Man. It starts looking more and more like Iron Man. They, you know? that's, it's a great point, yeah. And, and I'd I really, say, sorry, go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say that I, I actually kind of like the the ERG one suit in the reboot because it just looks cool. Well, you're wrong. You're, you're right. It is <laughs> it is complicated, but yeah. I mean his his whole origin in the in the reboot was extremely complicated. Uh huh. You, you yeah. young people and your gadgets. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, I'd say as far as ones that made me say awesome. I, I again, I've, and I've said this many times. As I really liked the, a lot of the ideas that that came out of uh, of the the first bunch of issues of of the three boot, like the idea mm -hmm. that um, uh, the, the sort of the the different ways of looking at the powers that Wade took, like with Triplicate Girl, um, he he sort of took them as as different ways. You know, they were three that became one kind of thing. Instead, you know, he kind of twisted them all around. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but I really liked the whole micro lad thing. The idea yeah. that um, Colossal Boy was from a race of, of giants and he could shrink to, you know, six feet. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I always thought, it, it, again, it's just kind of an, a neat little idea that, that changes it. And everyone's calling him Colossal Boy and he's like, it's micro lad. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just was, a twist. Yeah, I, but it was a twist that I thought was, was kind of neat. See, I guess, I guess my favorite... Um reboot would have been in the three boots uh the archies were a little too close to their original mm -hmm. selves really um except for sensor which i think they just took a bad <laughs> wrong turn with that one um but i really loved um shadow lass in the three boot yeah mm -hmm. and i loved dream girl i thought she was really well done i mean, her powers were a little more front and center yeah they normally are um, which is, I, I think that was the plan to attack uh, her early, so you would feel like you lost an important part of the book, and you did when that happened. So. Absolutely. Um, 
for the worst one, well, censor. Um, <laughs> obviously. Um, and, and, and Heath agrees with you. He says, I'm with Darren that the lame censor was just about as lame as all the lameness in Lameland. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just like, really? <laughs> and then I we'll disagree. add arms. Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, I, I just felt like... Um, I, I love the fact that we got different legionnaires, like yeah. XS and Kinetics and Gates. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And I wish instead of getting these rapid left turn, you know, origins of legionnaires like Sensor, mm-hmm. um, we got more original characters. And we could throw out yeah. that 25 member rule and just go for it. But. You know. Well, and that's and that's interesting because that 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 came up a, a couple of points on the forum this week, just discussing the idea. And, and Matt, I think you you summed it up best when when you said basically, you know, post zero hour Legion was basically the original Ultimate Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was where it was, you know, it it was the idea of hey, here's this uh, here, you know, here's them fighting the same villain with a twist. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, and that, that's, that's sort of very much the way that, uh, you know, what, what's the twist that they're going to throw at us? Okay. So, so, you know, in ultimate X-Men, we've got Magneto, but what's different about him? And, uh, and in this case, you know, they've he got has a uh, mustache <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, and he's twirling it. Ooh, you know, I, so, I just want them to take the characters and write good stories about them. Everything else will fall into line if we have that. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, totally. Seriously. You don't have to do anything funky to them. I mean, new twists on powers and things like that, that's great. And and things like that, that's beautiful. But you don't have to take it. It's what Didio has been saying for years when he went to that Superman ride. Mm-hmm. Supergirl's an alien protoplasm figure who's an angel? What? Yeah. <laughs> when, it really when you needs go to be away that from the core of the character, you are losing the character. Absolutely. And it's something completely different at that point. So there you go. There you go. Mm. So he, he says that old fat brainy and little Ayla were the editors saying that we <sighs> would give up. And that is, of course, the, the thing we were talking about earlier with the uh, Legion on the run. Um, I think that <sighs> was to make us that, that was to make us not be so upset when they rebooted things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you and, know, when, Dream when Girl they and Brainy joined their... Jenny Craig. Mm. <laughs> when they all came up with their new identities. Brainiac five, of course. Where'd he pick five? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It was. Could work okay. with Johnny five. You know, the second that they decided <laughs> to do that, they they must have known zero hours coming. And oh, definitely. But and oh, anyway, yeah. so they were just trying to give us one last really good hurrah before they had to check out of there. So, and I gotta, I, in retrospect, I have to say, while I liked some of the. Uh, new family phantom girl got in the reboot uh-huh it it mm. seemed like that relationship took over the book at times yeah between her and her mom and her being president of earth gov and all that stuff right so you know i prefer cool in the cartoon be, yeah i mean I, mm-hmm. I prefer phantom girl to be an independent feminist more than you know a mommy's girl so you know um, he says for best reimagining, he thinks the five year later subs and and that yeah they were they were awesome, yeah, they were um, great. Oh yeah, and so he says it's talk kind, to you in the future. Kind of funny, isn't it? Because that was Giffen, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. still the burn bombs? I think well, it was both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he, he, he was he was still he was still involved in the stories at that point. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I think some of that stuff was, that was, he wasn't drawing it anymore. He was just co-plotting. And so we, I think that was when Jason Pearson came on, wasn't it? Mm. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Or Stuart Eminem. He came in. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Cause, um, Eminem, Eminem came, came in just after the earth got destroyed. Spoilers. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Okay, if you've seen the previews for 2012, you know what's happening. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah. So he says, uh, anyway, he says, talk to you in the future and happy Thanksgiving to the Canadians. Thank you, Heath. Yay. And, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, the, um, that would have been, uh, yeah. So, so I think, I think that would have been around, uh, around the time of, of Jason Pearson coming on to the book. And, um, and, and it was, it was a, a it was really interesting because he he kind of did that chameleon thing where he started off kind of uh, in a similar style, sort of that blocky style that that Giffen had been using, and then quickly over the space of an issue or two, um, got into that that really sort of slick uh, style of rendering that he had, which was a lot more a lot more angular and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so there we go. Anyone got anything else? No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so we will. Uh... <laughs> oh my! Sorry, I'm a little silly. Just a little. So, uh, so we are. Uh, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also send those to info at Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. Uh, you can join the. F- you can <laughs> wake up, Scott. Wake oh, up. Sorry. Keeping you awake. Hello. Yes. You can head on over and join the conversation at the forum, and that is at forum dot Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. Or you can head on over to our episode threads on our website. You guessed it. It's Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com and you can uh, join in conversations there sometimes different conversations sometimes similar conversations but conversations nonetheless and with that we head back into the time bubble and make our way back to the 21st century and we will see you next week double tap